You're listening to the GU Podcast with Megan and Jade. We'll be chatting about self-pleasure, mental health, careers, sex, relationships, and everything in between. Nothing is TMI, so strap in and strap on. Welcome back to the GU podcast, uh, part two of our FIFO episode. We touched on the pros and the good times that we had as FIFO gals back in the day, um, which was really good to talk about because uh, we promised a part two, um, which we are going to discuss maybe some of our negative experiences and some of the things that we went through. Um, so yeah, it was nice to maybe do a bit of a, <laughs> a good episode. Yeah. Just to get, get into the mood. But I think it's really important that you talk about both the positives and the negatives because, yeah, like we've discussed before, you can sort of go on to FIFO thinking that it's just all going to be lots of money and great work-life balance and it's just going to be great. Only ever the good times and then we forget (laughs) about the bad times. Even us writing all of our notes down for this episode has been... Yeah. Yeah, and you put your notes in first and then I was just like, oh, my God, I forgot about that. Like, it brings up past (laughs) trauma. (laughs) Oh, it becomes exhausting, doesn't it? I don't know if we should give just a warning. Um, This probably will touch on just some heavier topics and conversations that we haven't really talked about before. Probably not that different from what other people have experienced. So, yeah, just a heads up. A little bit of a trigger warning, I guess, for mental health topics and things like that, because we definitely touch on that. Um, But yeah, stick around because I think it'll be a good chat. So we had a poll up on our Instagram um, earlier this week. And one of the questions we had, which I think is going to be a great way for us to get into the episode, when did FIFO turn negative for us? That's a really, really good question. Um, I think for me... It was probably when Jade came to Newman at my <laughs> joined my team. <laughs> that sounds so bad when you say it like that. No, I think, um, like, yeah. It, to be honest, that's when it all sort of going went, went south for me. In that, um, they were so used to having in at my depot one female per crew. So mm. we had A crew, B crew, and C crew. There was only two females at the depot that I was at and we were spread in a way that we never really like interacted with each other very much. Um so when Jade came to Newman, it was like the first time they had two full time females on the same crew. Yeah. And no other females on the opposite crew. And I almost feel like it was they were a bit envious of the fact that there was like a full male crew almost and then that they had to deal with us. Yeah. Like we we broke their brotherhood or something. It was so hard for them. <laughs> oh I feel gosh. so sorry for them. Yeah. It's- I remember getting like comments constantly not long after you started and there would be like, oh, it's like where's your sidekick today and things like oh. that when we weren't working together because that was obviously like we can touch on that later on in this episode, but that was obviously another issue we ran into. Yeah. But constantly like when we weren't when we were together, we cop shit. And then when we weren't together, I feel like I equally cop shit. Like, where's your sidekick? Like, where is she? I'm like, I don't know. Am I supposed to know where Jade is all the fucking time? I don't know. <laughs> Could not win. <laughs> Taking a shit? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> 
hiding in the bush somewhere from you fuckers it was just opportunistic bullying like pretty much yeah yeah like if they were having a bad day and needed to pick me up or like oh yeah let's go like let's make the girls go feel like shit oh my god yes (laughs) oh even you saying that has just brought back a memory of and i'm sure you know exactly what i'm talking about um how what was the comment from our supervisor at the time who was probably like the cause of our issues Mm. there don't take it personally, everyone has a bad day when yes. we went to him about bullying. And yeah. it's like, this is beyond someone having a bad day, mate. This is someone, people actively bullying yeah. others. But yeah. cool, everyone yeah. has bad days. Yeah. And I remember getting really worked up over a couple of their comments to the point where, like, it was an argument in my eyes. And then they would just shrug it off and laugh about it and it was a joke to them. So <sighs> it, it yeah. I don't know. It's like when you're in an argument with your partner and they laugh oh and you're God. like, oh boy, you have instantly just pissed me off by not taking <laughs> me seriously. That's what it was like working with these guys. Sometimes like they were just out to push my buttons. Oh, so to... when they did it, they were like, yes, we've succeeded. And then you feel shit because you're like, I really tried not to feed into that and yeah. give you what you wanted and well done. You got it out of yeah. me. I feel like shit. Hey, how about you? It was around the same time yeah. that. Which really sucks because I was so excited to be able to work on a crew with another chick Yeah, because ours was the same setup at my first depot. It was three chicks all on separate crews mm-hmm. and we maybe overlapped one day but never got to actively work together. Yeah. So I was so excited. And then I do remember getting warned about the supervisor, one of the supervisors we were yeah. going to have, and I didn't believe it. You know, they said, you know, watch out for him. Yep. He doesn't really like chicks in rail. And I was like... I'm going to make up my own mind. I'm trying not to go down there with a already formed opinion of him, mm-hmm. but they were right and I should have mm-hmm. listened. It sucked though because it happened. They moved me down to the other depot during the redundancies. Yeah, forget about that actually. Yeah, which I think was really stupid on the company's part. They didn't even – I don't even think they thought about how that was going to affect people. So mm. I was down there while the guys that were getting made redundant Packing were still their there. Up. Yeah. And yeah. I remember it was my first week and I was sitting in the crib room eating lunch and one of the guys walked in that was getting made redundant. He just unloaded on me, mm-hmm. you know, how I was coming down and stealing his job and kind of having you dig at chicks, like, you know, where the reason that they're losing their jobs because they're, like, making room for more women. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. I didn't steal your job. I've been working at this company for two years. I've just been transferred. I remember just sitting there thinking, I have no idea what to say. Yeah. I'm just going to let him unload and this is super uncomfortable. That's It's so crap. It's so shit. And we spoke about that moving forward as well. Like redundancies happen. I get it. Um, but yeah, they definitely maybe should have exited them from the company first and then transferred like people like you down because that was yeah such a hostile situation to be in like just in between everyone yeah and we tried to do the kind of me what is it the one of the pubs we're like let's get everyone together yeah yeah you know kind of a goodbye but also introducing yep. everyone to each other and no one showed up yep. or maybe a, i don't know if there are a couple of them that showed up but they weren't the people that were our issue so yeah. it didn't really make an impact and then we found out that behind our backs they were they had called us like cunts yep. or yep. sorry for Lazy anyone that hates that stuff. word yep. but yeah and this was within the first swing yeah. or two so mm-hmm. yeah it was off to a great start with the transfers and the yep. moving yeah I remember that night where we thought I oh, will do like a bit of a 
social at the pub um, and they didn't show up. But when we all went back to camp, they were all drinking outside their dongers. And it's like, oh, so you, you could have come then. This is that's right. Like, you're a rich shit. Yeah. yeah. Just come, just come for like half an hour, you know, like yeah. see. Yeah. It was just weird. Maybe it came off the wrong way to them. Yeah. But that wasn't our intention. And then for them to all turn around and say all that horrible stuff was like, this yeah. is going to be good. <laughs> Can't wait to come back yeah. and spend another two weeks up here. Awesome. <sighs> I know some of the um, bullying techniques they used, I, know, I feel like they're relatively the same for the both of us. But I think sometimes, I know for me, it's hard to explain what we experienced up there because... They did it so well that it almost didn't seem like bullying. It was so sneaky. Yeah, it was. Like, I guess the next thing we could talk about is what types of bullying and harassment that we both experienced. But I do remember just fast forwarding a little bit when I left the company and having an exit interview, speaking about everything we had experienced, I felt really stupid because it sounded so petty, like, and it didn't sound serious at all. But, and then I was like backtracking, trying to explain like the build up, like when it happens to you every single day, yes. every single swing, it's really exhausting. But trying to like get them to understand that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I'm sure there's got to be a word for that kind of bullying because I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's the stuff, the little comments, just even the little attitudes and actions that dig and chip away at you to the point where you feel like you're going crazy. Mm-hmm. You're like, am I overreacting? Did that really happen? Did they mean it that way? But when we think back to everything in a group, not just individually, it's, it's it was hundred percent bullying. Exactly. It was, and we know that it was definitely, we did bring up the bullying when we had that conversation with one of the managers mm-hmm. and he did understand in that moment, he knew exactly what we were talking about with the little comments. Yeah. Um, any where we were going with trying to explain like you know it sounds petty in the moment it sounds really small but all of this builds up here got it but you know that's I think I've just skipped a little bit though but um that made us feel like he had our back and then in the long run he definitely didn't no absolutely not what um were some of your experiences with the bullying and harassment you received this the typical shit which really annoyed me was the rumors of (laughs) course like I couldn't just be mates with people I had to be sleeping with them that really frustrated me um one of the guys I thought was a mate telling everyone that he saw one of the guys leaving my room early in the morning which wasn't true and I remember sitting at the wet mess so the bar for those that are um wondering what the fuck a wet (laughs) mess is yeah dry mess so the bar and they the group had been really harassing me and this one guy they're trying to get us to admit that we were sleeping together which we weren't and they'd been like hounding him all night and he turned to me and he was like oi jade are we fucking in front of everyone so there was like our crew there was contractors and I was in the middle of a conversation and I just turned and was like no and mm-hmm. then they all started laughing because they just thought it was like the fucking funniest yeah. thing and I was like how degrading so awkward you did not have to do that to me in front of everyone yeah um oh just that that was the stuff that really pissed me off because it made me feel like I couldn't be mates with yeah. the guys yeah definitely and I think like people don't realize the effect that those rumors have on like the relationships because that happened to me a few times as well where I was genuinely like best friends with a couple of guys and um then rumors like that started and 
because they had wives and kids and stuff, they felt like they had to go home and explain these rumours to them so that they didn't, like, I don't know, like, keeping them yeah. in the loop just to be like, hey, FYI, this rumour's going around at work. I just want you to know that it's not true. Like, Megan's just my friend. But then, obviously, it's it's caused some drama at home and as a result, I've lost that friend. Like, yes. they've, like, it's not like we're not friends anymore, but definitely wasn't the same. Like, we were hanging out after work or, like, you know, waiting for each other to go to, like, get dinner together and stuff like that. Um, it fully changed the dynamic of a lot of my friendships, just rumours. Yeah. and as so a, annoying. As a woman, you can understand from their point of view. Oh, yeah. They're worried because yep. you hear all the shit about FIFO, but it just sucks that, you know, they've led to that breakdown in a friendship. And yep. it's like even just having that friend that you can, like, something's going shit at work and you're like, man, I just need to talk to someone. Yeah. But you've lost that connection now. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. Definitely. I remember um, when I was in Newman, like it was everything that you've just mentioned, but also like just the really passive aggressive stuff. I remember um, and we just spoke about it before starting this episode and it completely left my mind and now it's in my brain and I'm angry about it again. When um, you and I were in Newman and everyone would get onto the bus at oh. the end of work. So for those that have never done FIFO before, basically you get up at camp, go get your breakfast, get your crib for the day. You normally get like a mini bus and then you will all go to like your area of work, do your work, jump back on the mini bus, go back to your camp. And every day for like a whole swing, I reckon, the guys were leaving in the bus without Jade and I. Yes. So we had no way to get back to camp. And in the end, we were like, fuck it, we're just going to take a car. And then we got drilled and in, got in trouble big time with our supervisor that we didn't get along with for taking a car and, like, separating ourselves from the group and causing friction between the group. Mm. And we're like, bro, we literally had no way to get <laughs> home. <laughs> what do you want us to do, sleep on site? Yeah, like, do you want us to just do some mad OT? Like, <laughs> bunk up in the ice room yeah. together? I don't know. <laughs> but it was just like, yeah, just real petty shit. Yeah, I rec- and I remember that and they – we were walking out with our bags and they drove off and they waved at us. Yeah. Like it was a funny joke. And yeah. then I think because they got away with it, they mm-hmm. just kept doing it. Yeah. How, how fucking else are we supposed to get back to camp except yeah. to take a car? And so then we shit. get in trouble. I know. It was so backwards. And then he obviously must have said something to them and we were finally allowed on the bus again. Mm-hmm. But the whole vibe was different it was like the fact that you've even got to say we were allowed on the bus yeah, again. Well, that was our fucking bus <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like okay you're allowed on the bus now yeah um tits mcgee's are allowed yeah. back on the bus again. <laughs> but it was like we had gone and dobbed on them yeah. it's like we were happy to keep taking the car and you can take the fucking bus we yep. don't care go and take it up with the supervisor mm. yeah i remember like some comments i got um, I would have been there like 12 months and I don't know about you, but I found when I was, um, initially starting at the company, the contractors were a lot more accommodating and welcoming than the full-time shirts. Yes. Yeah. Um, like when they were told to teach me something, it was half asked, and I was getting half the information to do the job, but the contractors would teach me from start to finish. So they really took me under their wing. And so the conversations were different depending on what group I was with. Um, But I remember being with like a bunch of full-timers and one of them asked me what my five-year plan was. Like, oh, you know, you're a trainee. So like, what's your five-year plan in rail? Like, it's a bit unusual. And it was a genuine question. It was fine. It was like, 
you know, we don't, this is the first time we've seen chicks in rail. Like, mm-hmm. where do you see yourself? And before I even had a chance to answer, another full-timer jumped in. He's like, I don't know why you asked her that. She's going to be legs up in a hospital room, <sighs> popping out kids in no time. And I was like, what a bullshit comment to even say thanks and i'm petty so i turned around i was like actually i'm infertile so (laughs) that won't be happening and you know what how does he know that someone who says that to isn't going to be oh my god i had that comment as well it was like um it's a little bit different but it was like oh it's interesting oh no all you chicks come up and do in fifo is try and get a rich boyfriend so that you can (laughs) just go home and not work and have kids and i was like Yes. Yep. That's why I chose rail. Yeah. Because I wanted to sweat my hole out. Yeah. And then find a rich boyfriend. I'm like, also, I speak to you guys about your woes in life a lot when I'm on shift. I don't want any part in that. I'm like, <laughs> you guys are not attractive to me whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not interested in being part of your life dramas. Oh. If I want a rich husband, this is like the area you don't have to worry about. Don't worry about me. <laughs> you don't have to stress. Yeah, it was um it was really some of the comments were just really out there, I think. I think most of our most of the bullying and harassment I feel happened when we were together in Newman. Yeah. I know we experienced a little bit separately, but unfortunately it kind of just I think put a bad taste in like everyone's mouth that mm. it was us two working together. And all of that shit was going down and it's like, it made me feel like it was our fault. Yeah. But looking back, I'm like, it fucking wasn't our fault. No, no way. I remember being in a car with the supervisor that I was friends with um, and he asked me like, oh, you know, you've been really down, Megs. Like, do I need to get you out of here? Like, because obviously we have, there was Newman, Redmond, Yandy, there was different depots. And he's like, do I need to transfer you somewhere? Like, is there something here that's not working for you? And at the time, in my mind, I was like, I shouldn't have to up and leave because of, like, the shit going on down here. Absolutely. So I was like, no, like, I'm all good. But I did pose the question and I just said, you know, has something been said between your leadership level and Jade and I working together? Because that's the vibe that we get that you're, you know, we'll work together for Monday, Tuesday, and then we'll be broken up for the rest of the week and we're not allowed to work together and interact again for a few days. Yes. Really calculated. Um, and he honestly was like, yeah, there has been, like, the boys have complained about it. They find it intimidating. They don't like you guys working together. Um, that you remove yourself from the crew if you like working together. That's how they see it. Like, you're separating yourself and not, like, being part of the banter and stuff. And I was just like, that is the biggest load of bullshit yep. I've ever heard. It act- Like, it made me rage. But they made us feel like we couldn't be part of the crew. Yeah. And that you've just brought so much back. (laughs) Like I remember us getting told that we weren't allowed to work together anymore. And I remember saying to the supervisor, the shit one, no worries. So are you now going to then separate the guys that like to pair up and work together? And he was like, yep, no one's going to be pairing (laughs) up anymore. The only two people he stuck to for that was me and Megan. Yeah. I remember you keeping a log of that actually. And we felt like crazy people. I'm like, oh, she's mad. I was so (laughs) mad. And I kept a log every time that he split us up, but he let the guys pair up together. I kept a fucking log. Yeah. It was awesome. But, um, and I, it makes me giggle when, um, we were doing the on-call thing. We yeah. finish at 12 and go on night shift on call standby. And he eventually he just ran out of pairs to put on call. <laughs> and yeah. he had to put you and I on call together. And, oh. like, I could tell that the soul left his body for those, like, three days straight because, yeah. unfortunately, we got call outs at nighttime. But it was, like, 
it was that pride as well because we got called out like three nights in a row and every single night we fixed the problem. Yeah. And we fixed it in like a fast time frame when we got trains running again and it was like really good service. <laughs> and he just for the life of him could not say, hey, Megan, Jade, like thanks so much for last night. Good work. Yeah. Like, at all. It was like good job last night, but next time do I it know, this way. Yeah. Or like that problem you had at the all body last night with that train not running, good job, but. The guys said that you could have done it like this. And I'm like, did we or did we not fix the problem? And the thing was, it was like, cool. We also had the signal tech with us helping. So we went with their expertise because one of the issues was to do with all of that part of rail, not just, oh, you've got a bit of broken rail. It was chaos. No worries. But yeah, criticizers, just keep knocking us down. Yeah. I remember every day going in, there was like questions around what did you use for track protection? How did you set yourself up safely? Like questions. Yeah. Where's your paperwork? I'm like, are you auditing our work ethic? Like we did everything safely. I'm like, you don't ask anyone else these questions. Like you trust everyone else to do their job. So what's the difference between them and us? I remember one of our call outs was, um, what did we get called out about? Like four, like three thirty, four o'clock. Yeah. So like for those of you that, I'm like confused by what we're talking about. You knock off at lunchtime, then you try and go to sleep. If you get called out, you don't usually go in the next day. Um, You just go back to your room and you're on call again. But we felt like we had to ask him about three times if he was sure he didn't want us to come in and work for the half of the day or like if he didn't want to come like us to come in and swap us over Mm -hmm. because he made us feel like we weren't good enough yeah to be on call together yeah it was bad yeah um yeah that was feedback that I gave the good supervisor as well because he would often ask you know like where are your issues like with lying like you know are you and Jade experiencing the same stuff and I was like it's just this one guy and he has so much influence over the rest of the crew like Mm. we have a really good week when you're here and then the next week when he's on it's fucking shit and I said that to him like we're just trusted to do our job when you're on it's not that you like favor us or let us do anything that the boys can't. It's just that you can give us a job sheet of something to do that day and we're trusted to do it. And if we have any questions, we'll just let you know. Like, yeah, we're not micromanaged, you know. Um, oftentimes he would put us on, you know, track runs together and stuff like that. The bad supervisor would never do that over his dead body. Would he do that? So it was like we didn't know enough to be there. I don't know. It was weird. It was it was really frustrating because you're just getting thrown around from being treated like a useless fucking idiot yeah. to then being with someone that trusted you to do your job. Yeah. And it was just like... It's draining. Yeah, like no wonder we were down yeah. and we didn't want to socialise with those guys because they, when that bad supervisor was in, I think that they felt supported by him and how he felt about mm-hmm. us. And I'm sure there was shit said about us yep. from the supervisor that kind of fueled the guys into going, oh, well, if he can say that and treat them like that, we can too. Yeah. It's all good. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, which is ironic because you and I did all the paperwork. Whenever they had any questions about their computer systems or anything to do with their KPIs, you and I had to coach them because they didn't know how to do it. Like we put in a lot of the like, background work for our crew for them to like wake up the next morning and have them treat us like dog shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's... It's actually, it just blows my mind. And I feel like as we're sitting here talking, we're remembering a lot of the stuff that we haven't written down. Yeah. And it's like, God, do we need a part three? Oh, gosh. 
but like we spoke about even on the um FIFO project podcast it just becomes exhausting I guess when you're constantly not trusted to do your job but then you're not given development opportunities to be better and then as a result of that you're not given any promotion within the workplace yeah so it's just like this constant vicious cycle of shit like a washing machine yeah. <laughs> it's just like I'm drowning just a washing machine full of shit basically if you're looking for a toy that can be used solo or with a partner, you need to check out the Black Widow. She's sleek, she's sexy, and proof that good things come in small packages. And that's why we're offering our listeners 20% off. Simply head over to our website, add to cart, and put the code GU Podcast for that sweet discount. You can thank us later. All right, we've, we have talked a lot about the bullying and the harassment. And you know what? That's just scratching the surface yeah. for us. So we're going to put a plug in it. Oh, yeah, because we will keep going and you guys will just be like, well, yeah. this is depressing. Yeah, it's already hot in this room. Yeah. Um, sorry, <laughs> without further sweating. Yeah. It's like 38 degrees today. <laughs> so like moving on to we did we actually touched on this with the FIFO project yeah. because she asked about, you know, speaking up mm-hmm. and the culture around that and that made me think you know did we feel supported when mm-hmm. we spoke up and no no like with small issues maybe but with this with the big issues when me and you spoke up together absolutely not no and I think that's a pretty short and sweet answer to be honest yeah. that we didn't and that it's probably still quite rife and like within FIFO crews and just in workplaces in general where it's mainly male dominated is that there are good people there and we respect that we made friends and not everyone's bad but unfortunately I think um, there's still a lot of work to do around males pulling up other males and their shit behavior yeah like yeah there's some great guys that I loved when I was working with that company but it irritated me when they like I would get bullied right in front of them and they would say nothing. Yeah. So I guess yeah, short answer is no. They'd all kind of be sheepish. Yeah. Like it's a shame. Pretending that they haven't just seen or heard what went on. But then after when we me and you would have one on one conversations mm-hmm. with them, they'd be like, Yeah, I fucking hate the way that he said that and like he shouldn't speak to you like that. Yeah. And it's hard to not go, Well, why don't you stick up for us? Imagine if yep. it was like your daughter or, you know, a female that you loved in that situation, wouldn't you want someone to stand up for her? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty crap. On that topic, would you ever go back? I know we toy with the oh, idea a lot. I send you a lot of seek ads. <laughs> we're very, like a love-hate relationship with yeah. FIFO. I, maybe mm-hmm. it would have to be for something that I was interested in and passionate about. Um, and I would just go in a lot wiser especially yeah. after what we've experienced and what I've already been through with FIFO, I would go on, go in with like a much clearer picture of what I wanted. Yeah, definitely. What about you? Um, Probably not, to be honest, like with a baby on the way and the fact that my partner's FIFO as well. I yeah. just like, it's just not part of my life anymore as much as I would think that sometimes I was like, oh, maybe I can squish it in. <laughs> like you can't squish in a two weeks <laughs> stint on a plane. Can I just take but, my baby um, with me? Yeah. I think about, the when we left that company and then joined the new one with uh, as trainer and assessors and we got flown around a lot i think about the anxiety that stemmed from boarding a plane which yeah. sounds really stupid but it was the unknown for me um like how long am i being sent up to this place and after experiencing all of that trauma with the previous company still experiencing some of it in my new role um 
yeah, there was a lot of anxiety attached to getting on a plane, not knowing when I was going to come back to the comfort of my own home and my own like safe place. Yeah. Um. So I don't, I don't think I could do it again as much as I like to think I maybe could for some cash money. <laughs> but yeah, even like just getting on a plane and going on a, like a domestic holiday. For some reason in my mind, it felt like FIFO. Like you'd be lining up to go to Brizzy <laughs> and there'd be like a whole heap of high-vis people behind you and it just sends chills down my spine like, oh, God, oh that's God, just oh so God. disgusting. That is true, though. I do forget about like as when we were in the trainer assessor roles and I was – I thought I'd left FIFO at yeah. that point. You're right. That anxiety and that like, God, that pit in my stomach yeah. because it just – I don't think you realize how much you repress the emotions of what you have experienced and how certain situations just trigger them. Yep. So, yeah, you're 100% right on that. I think I say maybe and I'm probably thinking maybe because of the good times, Yep. forgetting all of the bad times and just the shitty feeling. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, just based on conversations that we've had, if you went up there – um all it would take would be one shitty interaction and you would just spiral and that would be it. Yeah. It would be all over Red Rover for that swing and you're like, I need to get on a plane to come home because that's would, the point now that we've got to. It would have to be a good workplace. Oh, yeah. And it would have to be good work people. It, I couldn't – I don't think I could go back to rail in FIFO. Yeah. I mean, I could go back to rail in some positions, um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think too, because we, like – I wouldn't say thrived in a really loosely. <laughs> She's saying that with air quotes. <laughs> yeah, air quotes. When we were training our assessors and, like, we were just winging it. And people were like, oh, you're doing such a good job. And you're like, bro, I'm crying in the toilets at lunchtime. Like, you're I need like, to get out of here. I'm doing anxiety poos. Oh, like, yeah, people don't understand. I think it's because we're very good at internalizing that panic and that anxiety and on the outside we look look really calm and inside (laughs) it's absolute chaos yeah my intestines are like twisting like you're not going to shit all week (laughs) or you're going to shit yourself right now we don't know in front of everyone what a fun game (laughs) i guess pros so we obviously spoken in part one the pros we've now spoken about the cons um you might go back Maybe. I don't think you ever will. Maybe. I definitely won't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But a bit of a a summary, I guess. Um, We've spoken about the equal time rosters. We both agree that that was... They're great. Yeah, it was heaven. Going on to a Monday to Friday has been hardcore. I miss having weekdays off. I miss, yeah, just being able to have like one day where we can do a doctor's appointment or like... Yeah, go and get your hair done. Oh my God, get your nails done or something. Yeah. The money's also... A massive setup, but I say that as well because we've discussed making sure you see somebody before you go FIFO. Like yes. we went up there and then we poured all our money into our houses, and then uh, now neither of us have houses. So <laughs> uh, we don't live in a box on the street. We have houses. Just we just sold not- those ones. We erased our mistakes. Just not those ones. Yeah, we just kind of blank blank that out. Yeah. So like knowing, I guess, what to do with that money Is once important. you've got it. Yeah. Absolutely. The people. The people are definitely not all of them. Yeah. A lot of people, like, it's definitely part of the pro because you can work with some great people and actually make lifelong friends. Mm. And as we sit here across from each other, we met in five ways. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, you work with some amazing people up there. Yeah, definitely. Not everyone's bad. Um, some cons, obviously, it's it's pretty isolating. Yeah. Um, whether you work in a team or whether you work in a role that's separate to everyone else, I think when you're a minority it's overall just really isolating. Yeah. 
lack of, of support and things like that. One of the things that I I try to explain to people, um, you know, outside of the isolation is you go up there and life kind of gets put on hold for you, but everyone's life back home is mm-hmm. still going on. So that was one of the cons. Like you, you do miss out on a lot and you're going to miss out on a lot. And there's, you know, unfortunately you can't just book every swing off because other people need time off so that was one of the cons you miss out on things yeah one of our um followers on instagram put in a poll question asking whether or not we think fifo is sustainable what would you say to that following on just from that comment that's really hard because i feel like it's not Mm -hmm. but for the people that got in when the fifo boom was happening and they got a lot of money for them it has to be sustainable. Yeah. They can't not do that job anymore. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think it's sustainable for like, I honestly, I'm impressed that people get to like 20, 30, 40 years in FIFO. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, it depends on your discipline as well, because I know a lot of the guys that we worked with had so many toys, like oh, yeah. all the four wheel drives, all the to- like the 200 series, Sahara Land Cruisers, <laughs> all the dirt bikes. And it's like big old caravan. Fuck. You might get a pay rise every year, but if you're spending it on a quad bike, I don't know if it's all that sustainable, mixed in with the fact that you miss out on a lot at home. Yeah. It's surprising me. I've noticed um, over the last, like, six months, a lot of people that we used to work with FIFO Mm -hmm. have actually left that company and they've left FIFO. So, you know, I don't don't believe that it is sustainable, but other people might feel that it is. Yeah. No, I definitely... Um, and then probably just without the correct tools in place, like we've already touched on, seeing a financial advisor, even physically and mentally. I know that when I was up there before Jade came onto my swing um, and things were good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we would sit outside the dongers um, after work every day and have beers. Yeah. And just even that. And then like some nights we would spend so long outside the dongers having beers that we wouldn't get to dry mess in time for dinner. So we would just have matzo ginger beers for dinner. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how sustainable was that really? That's true. And there's a lot of pressure to drink up there as well. That's just the culture. It's a massive pressure. Um, And if you don't go, it's kind of like, oh, what, you don't want to hang out with us? And it's like, or you do go and you drink water, which I used to do towards the end because I was trying to look after my body. And they were like, oh, just have a drink. Like, you're such a fucking loser. Yeah. I came up here to hang out with yeah. you guys and I'm drinking water and that's not good enough. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, that's wild. Um, another question that we had as well is that like talking about having the t- correct tools in place to have su- FIFO be sustainable for you. Um, supporting, if you're dating someone that is FIFO, mm. how do you support each other? Like, I mean, I, I think Kieran came along when you were FIFO for a little bit. Yeah, in the yeah. beginning. I was FIFO for a little bit with Nathan as well, So, and we still are now, just roles reverse. So how do you find you guys supported each other when you're away? We would talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, phone calls, like, it just helps because texting, I don't know, you need to hear that person's yeah. voice and really connect. Um, Did Kieran, like, know that? as well or do you think texting is more of a natural thing these days texting's natural but he is actually the one that initiated phone calls yeah, awesome. he was like i want to call you yep. and i was like okay like that's great like i want to hear your voice and have a chat yep so i think that's important and letting them like he let me vent which is really mm-hmm. like because sometimes you you get sick of you feel bad venting to the people that you work with because they're in the same situation as you yeah so yeah it's 
I don't know, it's kind of hard figuring out the best way to support someone. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Like how do you how did you find Nathan supported you and then now that it's reversed? Um so I found like when I was FIFO and he was working in Perth, like phone calls were just a given to me. Like yeah. to me that was like that was I had to do that. That was my job. I'm away from home and it was just common courtesy to give him a call. And if um that night, you know, like we we're both tired and we couldn't be bothered, then we just text each other and say, Hey, like let's just call tomorrow, that's fine. Or if he was busy, like that's a bit different. But all in all, I made sure to call every single night. Like yeah. I felt like that was sort of like my duty to <laughs> check in. Um so it was fine, I think, when I was FIFO, but when roles were reversed and he went FIFO. That was definitely a hot topic for us. Like we fought about it for probably the first two or three swings because there were a few swings there where he would fly up and I wouldn't hear from him like any substance from him anyway other than like a hey or what, you know, yeah, Um, for like two or three days. And it wasn't him being rude or anything like that. It was just that he thought tagging me in like a wicked meme on Facebook was like (laughs) (laughs) enough conversation for the day. And I'm like, no, I actually need that phone call from you yeah. at night and if you don't give it to me then I expect at least a text message to say like hey how was your day or something because I just not I'm not here for that That's... you don't yeah you don't have that physical connection so you like a long distance relationship yeah. you've got to just put in like a little bit more when it comes to like messaging and talking on the phone and stuff yeah now it's like, baby, you used to send me your dick all the time and now you don't send it to me at all. Like, do you not love me anymore? Yeah, it's like, can you please bring back the spark and send me a dick pic? <laughs> so romantic. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think being home too, you've just got to make sure that as the FIFO person, you manage your time well. Um, yeah. You know, like if you're into the gym and stuff, for example, you can't just come home and spend all your time in your self-care mode going to the gym and worrying about yourself like if you've got a partner at home you also need to split your time between them and like do things that you both love especially if your partner's on a like a monday to friday you've got to pick like you know two of your days on your r&r you really have to make quality time for your partner that's so important absolutely well this has been a lot (laughs) we hope it hasn't been too heavy but you know, this was the opposite side of our experience. We know this, again, it's not everyone's. We're not trying to, like, yeah. bag FIFO and make it sound terrible. Listen to part one for yeah. the positives, please. <laughs> no, but I think it's been um, a good chat because there's not many people out there that discuss the negatives with FIFO. I think um, it, yeah. pages that I follow on social media you know, especially if you're progressing in your career, it's really easy to get wrapped up in all the good. Yeah. Um, that you forget about all the shit that's probably happening to other people. And, like, just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean it's not in existence. So yeah. I think it's good to talk about. So that's a wrap for part two, which uh, finishes up our FIFO episodes, which has been a lot, but it's yeah. been good. Um, we're always open to doing another one though. So if you have any questions when we put our polls up on social media, um, especially Instagram, please don't hesitate to ask us any questions. We are replying to DMs all the time. So yeah, we'll always bring them on and, and do a bit of a live on our podcast and answer anything you want. Yeah. Maybe even a live on Instagram one night yeah, when we can be actually good. get together. We haven't done that in so long, yeah. like since Bridgetown. <laughs> 
Um, as always, don't forget to follow our socials to stay up to date with everything. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Or even leave us a sneaky little review if you've been yeah. enjoying the podcast so far. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you so much for joining us and you've been listening to the Girls on Hinge podcast.